Community of Hope Church family, we are so blessed. I'm talking about we are so blessed. And I just thank God for Brother Philip Bryant, for the Voice of Hope, and how literally uh, online, uh, by video, uh, you can feel the power of the Spirit uh, through their music ministry. And so we're just so grateful to God for all that we experience. And as we move forward today, um, I ask you to go to Acts, the fourth chapter, the 13th verse. Acts, the fourth chapter, the 13th verse. And right there it says that when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. You know, COH fam, sometimes things are so clear that you can't deny it. That when you look at the scripture, what you'll realize is the scripture came as a relation to our last week's sermon in which Peter and John are going to a gate called Beautiful, or going into the temple, there's a gate named Beautiful, and there was a man who had been lame from birth. The Bible says he had been living over 40 years. He had been lame from birth, and Peter and John were able to do a miraculous situation with him. They grabbed a hold of him told him, silver and gold have I none, such as I have I give to you. And they said, in the name of Jesus the Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And they said, and that man got up and he walked. And everyone saw this amazing testimony. The brother went into the temple with them. He was jumping. He was shouting. He was holding on to them. He was excited about all that the Lord had done in his life. And as people who had been witnessing and knew who that brother was were amazed by the miracle, it gave Peter the opportunity to share a message. And he started preaching. And he preached, and the Lord blessed in his preaching. And the Bible says that the temple guards, that the captain of the temple guard, and the priests and the Sadducees had Peter and John arrested and held in jail overnight. It's an amazing thing because here you have a miracle, something that is so clear that you can't deny it, uh, but the priests and the temple guard and the Sadducees were so caught up in their power, so caught up um, in their theology that they had Peter and John arrested. They had them locked up. Uh, well, when you look, sometimes things are so clear that you can't deny it, but yet and still people in power still attempt to hold on to power. If you look in our nation right now, there's some things that are so clear that you can't deny it. When you look at the challenges of police brutality and police misconduct throughout this nation, it's so clear that you can't deny it. Or when you look at the video of Brother George Floyd, it's so clear that you can't deny it. But yet in the midst of it all, people trying to hold on to power will hold on so tightly that they will try to deny what everybody can see right in front of their faces. This is not just something that happened in this biblical story. This is something that we see playing out in front of us even right now. But I've come by to let you know that one of the things I love about our testimony as church is that we have the power to be able to transition and transform society to God's honor and to God's glory. If you look in our scripture, what you find is you find the world in the midst of another revolutionary moment. You find the world in the midst of a moment in which Jesus has been killed, but Jesus has also been resurrected. That the, the, the Disciples have received the power of the Holy Spirit, and the new church has started. As we are in the midst of this church reborn a moment, as we're in the midst of this church reborn series, I want 
you all to be clear uh, that for a church to be reborn is a revolutionary kind of a statement. It, it means that the church is, is, is reshifting and being transformed, uh, not just so it can be whatever it was for the church and folks inside the four walls, but so it can have a transforming impact to the society around it. And what we find is here go Peter and John, and outside of the church is where the miracle happened. Outside of the church is where the layman was transformed. And one of the first things that we can understand about uh, this situation is that while shift is inevitable, the fight against it is inevitable as well. Uh, that here you have this miracle. Here you have something that can't be denied. Here you have uh, this lame man, lame since birth, 40 years old, and yet he's walking, he's shouting, he's praising. The miracle happened outside of the temple, uh, but then he comes into the temple. And you would think that folks who've been walking past him for all of these years would be shouting inside the temple because it's a miracle that you can't deny. Uh, but here you have the priests, here you have the temple guards, here you have the Sadducees, and their biggest reaction is to lock up Peter and John because they're preaching about Jesus. And you've got to understand them preaching about Jesus was, was, was revolutionary. Them preaching about Jesus, one, because they were saying that Jesus had risen from the dead and the Sadducees did not believe in resurrection and so it went against the fabric of who they said they were. Now I want you to get this, that the, that the Jewish leaders had been praying for the Messiah to come, but once the Messiah finally came because the Messiah didn't come in the way that they thought the Messiah should come, then all of a sudden uh, they had to fight against it. But not just that, even when the Messiah had come, even when you had this testimony, even when you had these miracles happening, uh, because it was going to impact their power structure, uh, they wanted to fight against it and they utilized the influence of the state and the influence of their position uh, to hold back those who are moving forward for justice. Uh, but I'm so glad that when you look at Peter and John, that didn't stop them, but they kept on moving and they said, uh, like the words of our brothers and sisters right down, no justice, no peace. Uh, if you look at it, what you'll realize, the temple guards and the Sadducees, they sat there and they set things up, uh, but the shift was inevitable. They were fighting to hold on to what they had. You know, that doesn't just happen in society, that happens in the church as well. Sometimes when churches are moving, sometimes when churches are growing, sometimes when churches are being reborn, you can have folks that want to hold on to the old way of doing church. It's almost like folks are fighting uh, to be able to still use a fax machine uh, when you've got the internet. Folks are, are fighting to still uh, do everything uh, um, um, by telegraph when you've got Zoom. That, that folks are fighting to do things in the old way uh, when there's a whole new way to be able to do it to impact the world and to impact the globe. And I've come by to let you know that even in church, Churches, you have folks that are still like the Sadducees and the priests and the captains of the temple guard who will sit there and try to hold up the progress and the movement of God, even though it's evident what God is doing. But for a church to be reborn, it's got to let go of, of those types of uh, actions. Folks are holding on to your positions and folks holding on to the fact that you always sang the solo or folks holding on to the fact that you've been the, the, the president of a certain organization within the church for all these years, but God's sending a fresh wave and a fresh move and you've got to get with the fresh move because shift what is inevitable but the second thing you've got to understand is that pedigree is pointless uh, the, it does not matter uh, 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 how much education you have it does not matter how long you've been at the church it does not matter how long you've been in the position you've got to understand that pedigree is 
pointless. Uh, uh, you got to see that when you look at these brothers, the Bible says uh, that one, that when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled and ordinary men, uh, that they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Uh, the thing I love about the scripture is it allows us to understand that most folks who are used by God aren't people who have great pedigree, aren't people who everybody knows, aren't people who grew up in the fanciest households, aren't people who got the most degrees by their name. The Bible said that they were unschooled, ordinary men, uh, but they had to take note that they had what? They had been with Jesus. And I've come by to talk to somebody today uh, to tell you that you've got to make sure uh, that if there's anything that people know about you is that you've been with Jesus. If there's anything that people can understand about you is you may not have all the degrees. You may have just come up out of jail. You may uh, have been formerly uh, um, um, using drugs. You may uh, be in recovery, but, but I don't care what it is. You may have made all kinds of mistakes in your life, but you've got to understand that if you've been with Jesus, that's all they're going to need to know. And, and the Bible says they looked at them and said that, that you've been with Jesus and, and they took note that they had been with Jesus. Uh, but the third thing, and, and I'm done, is you've got to understand that there's nothing that they can say that can, that, that, that can invalidate what God is doing. There's nothing that they can say that can invalidate what God is doing. That the Bible says, uh, the, the, but, but, but since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing that they could say. And my brothers and my sisters, I want you to be clear in this type of a moment that there are folks that would try to say all kinds of stuff against you, but the truth be told that you don't have to prove what God is doing it when God is the one that's doing the work. I came to learn that a long time ago when we started Community of Hope in the Legend Nightclub, that folks all over the region talked about what kind of church can start in a nightclub. I'm talking about it's a nightclub. They party all night Saturday night, and they're going to have church on Sunday. They, they, even got strip nights on, on Tuesday and Wednesday. What kind of church can be in a nightclub. And folks would talk about it, and I was talking to one of my mentors, talking to one of these pastors who helped to give me guidance, and, and I was frustrated because all over the region that folks were talking about the little go-go club and the this and the that, and had all these negative things to say about Community of Hope. Uh, but my mentor told me, he said, Tony, uh, that you let the work do the talking. Uh, that you don't have to talk, let the work do the talking. And, and I turned back to him and I said, man, you don't understand. I've been working 20-hour uh, days. I've been working seven days a week. I've been working hard. How do I let the work do the talking? They don't see how hard I'm working. And, and my mentor said to me, that's the problem. You're worrying about your work doing the talking when it's really God's work that needs to be doing the talking. He said, it's not about your work because your work will never be able to persuade them. But you've got to let the work that God is doing at Community of Hope be able to persuade them. That you've got to let the miracles that are happening in people's lives be able to persuade them. That, that you can't worry about what folks are saying uh, but you've got to let the fact that, that there are folks who, who, who are recovery, whose lives are being turned around. There are folks who have made mistakes in their lives, who God is turning around to use the God's honor to God's glory. That you've got to let the same testimony that you have uh, be able to be the kind of testimonies that are seen in a community of hope. And when the work of God shows what's happening, it doesn't matter what folks are saying. I, I've come by in this Father's Day to encourage some father out there uh, to let you know uh, that, that I know that folks are saying what 
black men aren't. And I know that folks are saying that black men are, are absentee fathers, but the fact of the matter is that uh, what you are doing is miraculous from what you came out of and, and all that you've gone through. But the truth be told is you're taking care of your children and you working hard for your children. How do I know it? Uh, because you see, the world will give us a false narrative. Uh, the world will say that black men are not fathers and not good fathers. But then when you look at it, the CDC did a study, the Center for Disease Control, the same folks that talked to us about what to do for coronavirus. They did a study about fatherhood. When they looked at all the fathers of all the different ethnicities, they realized that black fathers stood above them all. They said that black fathers spent more time with their children and black fathers spent more time uh, helping with homework and black fathers spent more time uh, helping to feed the children. They said that black fathers were, were doing so much more than all other fathers. We can't let the world give us a narrative of black men that say black men are not good fathers. We've got to allow the work that God is doing in the hearts and the lives of our brothers to be able to be showcased to the world and let God's work in you be able to do the talking so that your children know that you may not necessarily live with the mother, uh, but you still does not negate you from being a good father. Uh, we may shape it a little bit differently, uh, but we can be there for our children so our children can be there. In other words, uh, the, the, there's nothing they can say when God's got a hold of you and you're doing all that God has called you to be. My brothers and my sisters on this day, I believe that the work and the hand of God is upon you. And you've got to understand for us to be a church reborn, uh, that we've got to be able to shift in such a way that we can transform this world, shift in such a way that it does not matter uh, who or what is trying to hold us back. But with God on our side, we can do it. We can make it and we can be a church reborn. Community of Hope, I, I don't know about you, but, but one of the things I've come to understand, and I learned this lesson way back at Ebenezer AME Church, is that folks talked about Ebenezer AME Church back in the day, but I ended up being one of the testimonies to show that God could transform a life. That I was not always Pastor Lee, I was a brother who had challenges, a brother who was living a self-destructive lifestyle, a brother living in dysfunction, a brother who didn't much like himself, let alone love himself. But God was able to do a work by the power of the Holy Spirit to transform my life. And the reason I loved Ebenezer AME Church is because I saw other brothers and sisters like me who God took them from nothing and made them something. I believe God is still doing that kind of a work today. And I don't care here at Community of Hope, we say it every Sunday, that we don't care who you are, what you've done, or who you did it with. We don't care if you did it last night or woke up doing it this morning. But when you get into the house of the Lord, you're in the right place at the right time to become all that God has called you to be. The, 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 it does not matter your mistakes because Jesus is enough to deal with every mistake you've ever made. And God's grace is sufficient for you. If you've never accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, today is that day for you. If you've never said, I want to give my heart to Christ, today is that day for you. I, 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 I dare you to give Christ a try, and I promise you he'll make all the difference. Uh, if you've never accepted Christ and you want to give your heart to Christ today, uh, won't you just right there in the chat area just type, I want to give my heart to Christ. If you don't have a church home and you want to get a church home, type there in the chat area, I, I want a church home. Or if you just want to rededicate your faith, already saved, already got a church home, want to rededicate your faith, just type, I want to rededicate my faith. If that's any of the things you want to do, I just want to pray with you right now. I want you to repeat this prayer after me, uh, that you'll be giving uh, the, the, your hand to God 
and letting God transform your life. Won't, won't you repeat this prayer after me? Say, God, I thank you for Jesus who died for me and you raised from the dead that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I don't want to live that way anymore. And right now, I ask Jesus to come into my heart and be in control of my life. I want to live the way you want me to live and be the person that you've called me to be. God, I thank you that in the midst of it all, you saved my soul and made me whole. And today, I can shout to the rooftops, I'm saved in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Look, if you just prayed that prayer, if you just accepted Christ or you just joined this church or you just rededicated your faith, right where you are, please uh, just type into the chat area, I gave my life to Christ or I, 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 I joined the church or I rededicated my faith. We'll be blessed to connect with you. Uh, th th there will be a link that they put right there that you can click on to give us some information so we can follow up with you, get you connected to our new members classes online, get you connected to what the Lord is doing in the life of Community of Hope AME Church. We are so grateful to God to be connected with you and to see all that God is doing in your life. Now, COH fam, before we go, you know there is still time for you to be able to give. If you want to be able to give, we'll be blessed to have you give. You can give uh, right there where you are. A cash app is dollar sign, give COH, uh, that you can uh, text to give, and that's listed right there in front of you. You can give in our Community of Hope app. You can uh, give at hiphopenation.com. Uh, you can give in the Givelify app. That We've got various ways for you to be able to give. We're grateful to God for you and how your giving uh, is such a blessing to the work of Christ, and I thank God for your faithfulness in your giving. Now, look, before we go, I just want you to remember uh, that today we do not have a grocery giveaway on this Sunday. There is no grocery giveaway at Iverson Mall. But on this Tuesday, on this Tuesday, that we will be giving away hot prepackaged meals. And on this Friday, we will, the hot prepackaged meals on Tuesday are at 1.30 at Iverson Mall. And then on this Friday at 12.30 at Iverson Mall, we will be giving away uh, boxes of groceries to God's honor, to God's glory. Come on out. Let somebody know. Let us be a blessing to you. We just want to be a blessing to you. Come on. Let me pray for you as we go forward into our day. God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your grace and your love. Now may the grace of God and sweet communion of your Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide now, henceforth, and forever among these your people. In other words, God, may you walk with us, may you talk with us, may you live in us that we can live for you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. God bless you. Have a blessed week.